Hello and welcome to the One Link Podcast. I'm Amy and I'm here with Brad. Good to be here with you as always. So, so far in our podcast, we've covered a number of topics or questions that people have when considering taking the good news to the world, a little mini-series, if you will. Right. I'll just give some key verses here that we've talked about. Matthew 9, 37, 38 says, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest field. And then, of course, we talked about the Great Commission in Matthew 29, 19 through 20. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. In our time together, we've covered, you know, among other things, that the question of why we should go and, you know, how do we know if we're called to go. We've also talked about the consequences of not going. So what's on for today's discussion? Well, today I'd like to talk about another common hesitation. We touched on it just a little in one of our earlier episodes, but I'd like to do a deep dive today. It's almost a more personal hesitation when considering overseas missions work. It's what I've come to call the even me. Hmm, I'm intrigued. Tell me more. The even me is sort of the question behind the question. When we ask, could God really use even me? And when we ask it, we usually ask it when we start to question whether we are holy enough, whether we know enough, and whether we are with it enough to be used by God to share the good news. Ah, yes, the even me question. I know I've certainly asked that before. Me too. For me, I really encountered it for the first time when I was a student praying going through on a project with our very organization. I was really shy and insecure, and a part of me wondered if I was holy enough to go overseas and to be used by God, and certainly whether I was skilled enough. I looked at my companions and wondered how I could stack up against them. I remember coming to the conclusion that, well, I could at least say that I was there when God moved through them and do what I could to support them. Now, thankfully, God met me in my insecurity and gently helped me move beyond this view, though. I'm glad. It's actually a fairly common feeling. Which I wish I had known at the time. Of course. Questioning whether we are enough is, is so common because we all have insecurities. And cross-cultural ministry seems really intimidating. You know, traveling to some far-off place to share the gospel with people when, you know, it's challenging enough just to be able to explain these things to people from our own culture. So we all have doubts. And I think there's also a trend, maybe particularly among young people today, of being a bit risk-averse and afraid to fail. So that certainly plays in as well. Really, though, the even-me syndrome, you know, it starts from the wrong place. When we ask, can God use even-me, we start from the place of our abilities and our sufficiency. The truth is, we aren't sufficient, and the Bible's pretty clear about that. Which honestly is such a relief. A relief to stop and remember that we can't and will never be enough on our own. Yes, for, for sure. When we start with ourselves, it's easy to get caught in the chasm of all we simply aren't. When we start here, we're basically questioning whether God is powerful enough to use us, which when we look at it that way, you know, it's a rather prideful way to look at it. Definitely. I, I know in talking with students and friends over the years, one common hesitation is simply not feeling holy enough to carry the good news. This feeling of... Surely it must require someone more sanctified than I to tell others about Jesus. 
Right. And while we certainly need to take responsibility for our walks with the Lord and to do the work of deepening our relationship with Him, we can't forget that once we accept the gift of grace, we're fundamentally different before God. Exactly. It's mind-blowing to consider that as followers of Jesus, we carry in us the Holy Spirit, and that changes everything. I am reminded of Acts 4.13, which is in the middle of a really great story, and it says, When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished, and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. Yeah, I I love that verse. Because just as Peter and John caught the attention of the Sanhedrin, we're different as we go out about our lives because we bear the mark of Jesus. When the lie of, you know, even me, I'm not holy enough comes up, we can remind ourselves that it's not about our holiness but rather what God has done in our lives. Essentially, it's Christ's holiness we need to look to. Right. Christ in you, the hope of glory, like it says in Colossians. Another common insecurity can be wondering if we have the right temperament or wiring. Absolutely. It's easy to say, well, you know, I don't speak very eloquently, or I'm such an introvert, I couldn't do that, or, you know, I don't have the patience to learn another culture. But the thing is, God doesn't just use one particular temperament. He uses all of us. The other day, you guys finally got me to take the Enneagram assessment. Yes, we did. So what were you? I'm dying to know. I think I was a five, but I I don't have, I didn't have time then to read all of what that means. But, you know, in the past, I took the Myers-Briggs and several others. And these are all great ways to understand how you're wired and, and some pitfalls you probably need to be aware of. But we have to remember these are tools to help us understand ourselves, not boundaries to limit us. And certainly not boundaries to limit what God could do through us. I feel like I've seen this in my own life. So are, are you ready for true confessions? I can't wait. So on every assessment I've ever done, any one of these things, I show up as some kind of introvert, some form of that. Uh, yet the Lord has called me to a position that requires me to do a lot of public things where I'm interacting with people and speaking. And so here's my true confession. There are times when I'm at these events and I think, I really don't want to talk to anybody right now. I think I would just like to go read a book, you know, in some quiet corner. I'm shocked. It's true. No, I'm shocked that I'm not the only one that feels that way. Oh, yeah. So you understand where I'm coming from. But God has called me to connect with and administer to college students, which means I've got to talk to them, even sometimes when I don't feel like it. So I ask the Lord for strength and I, I jump in. And it's certainly good for me to be aware of how I'm wired so that later I, you know, I can get some time to recharge but this, this shouldn't limit what God could do through us. I also think about people in the Bible that God called to do all sorts of things or endure all sorts of things, many of which probably weren't exactly a good fit for how they were wired. Amen. It makes me think of Moses before the burning bush in Exodus 4. Moses says, pardon your servant, Lord. This is starting in verse 10. Uh, he says, I have never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant. I am slow of speech and tongue. Right. And God answers with him with a very definitive thing. He says, who gave human beings their mouths? Who makes them deaf or mute? Who gives them sight or makes them blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, I will help you speak and will teach you what to say. Yes. And while the Lord also sent Aaron, Moses was not excused. The Great Commission isn't just for certain personality types and being used by God and spreading the gospel is not just for certain wirings. We're all called. Now, the final even me that I wanted to talk about is, are you sure God could use even me? 
I am not experienced enough. I don't have enough knowledge. Yes. Another term we could use for this is the Jeremiah objection. <laughs> All right. Where are you getting that name? Okay, Jeremiah 1, 6 through 7 says, Alas, sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I am too young. But the Lord said to me, Do not say I am too young. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you. <laughs> okay, Jeremiah's objection it is. It's right to realize when we don't know enough and don't have enough experience. I mean, that, that's a good thing to realize. It's a strong place to start. It should motivate us to pursue learning and training, but we'll probably never feel like we've arrived. And we have to remember, just like God told Jeremiah, that God is with us and will give us the words. We must also remind ourselves that we're still learners and seek out people who have more experience than us. We can't limit Despite, you know, the need to learn, we can't limit what God could do through our lives. Absolutely. We can trust God and utilize the tools that he's given us to help prepare ourselves for what he's called us to. And I think hard on the heels of that truth must, must come something else. We have to pledge to do the work of asking good questions of the people around us who are more experienced or more knowledgeable. Asking good questions helps us utilize the resources of community and the body of Christ, we can ask those men and women who are more experienced in sharing the good news or more knowledgeable about that people group or a spiritual reality to share what they've learned. In practicing asking good questions, we can benefit from their experience and be encouraged in our own faithfulness. And asking good questions can be such a humbling experience. It involves taking time to think and considering how the other person could be gifted in ways that we aren't. It is expressing a desire to learn and to grow. And it is always a worthwhile discipline. Yeah, it can be hard, but you're right. When we do the work of asking good questions of those who are more experienced in sharing their faith and working cross-culturally, we certainly benefit. And asking questions of wise, more experienced believers can help us change in the long haul. I was just thinking the other day about a series of questions my friends and I uh, asked an overseas host many years ago. Her honest answers changed our perspective of the summer, and they've stuck with me since then. Yeah, I've definitely benefited from conversations like that, too. Well, the last way we can proactively combat the lie of I don't know, you know, I don't know enough to be used by God or Jeremiah's objection, as we're calling it, is that we can resolve to be trainable. So good. Yeah, a friend of ours came by the office the other day and said something striking. He said, there's a real difference between being teachable and being trainable. I remember. It's been running through my mind since then. Yeah, mine, too. I mean, we all aspire to be teachable, right? We talk about that a lot in our circles. But to be trainable, that's a different thing. You know, it's one thing to recognize that you need to grow in an area, and it's another to do the hard work of making daily choices and decisions to put that into forward motion. Got it. It's like the difference between running on a treadmill and cross-country running. Yeah, exactly. When we're trainable, we have resolved to undertake whatever is necessary in order to not only take in new knowledge— but to grow in our ability to apply it. Yeah, I like how the King James Version puts uh, 1 Timothy 4, 7. It says, exercise thyself rather unto godliness. Less sweaty than physical training, but perhaps more difficult. <laughs> so to sum up, Amy, the even me is when we ask God whether we can be used by him, uh, even you know, with our lack of holiness, our lack of knowledge, lack of experience. When we feel this way, we can first remember that we are starting, we're starting from the wrong place. The gospel going out to the nations 
is not contingent on our ability or our winsomeness. Uh, It's a true story of the glory of God redeeming the world. Right. And the first objection we looked at was feeling like we're simply not sanctified enough. But we know that it is Christ in us that shines to the world. We do our part of growing and strengthening our own walks with Jesus, and we remember that the Holy Spirit dwells in us. Mm-hmm. And the second common objection was feeling like we we don't have the right wiring or personality. You know, the, the God who wove us together certainly made us for a purpose and gave us our personality for a reason. And all of us, regardless of our Enneagram or Myers-Briggs type or whatever, are able to be used of God. We all have to play a part. And the final common objection was feeling like we just don't know enough or are too inexperienced. So remember community. Do the work of asking good questions of the people in your life to learn from their experience and be strengthened in your faith. Remember also that we can do our part by resolving to be trainable, to resolve to be men and women who not only hear the good news, but put it into action in our hearts and lives. Mm, That's good. Well, I think there may be one more obstacle that's worth addressing, and unfortunately, we don't have enough time to really get into it. But since I know that many of our listeners are no longer students, you know, aren't in that season of life anymore, many of them, you know, have lots of responsibilities, jobs, kids, mortgages, so on and so forth. So this is more of a feeling that, you know, how could God use me because I don't have the capacity or that, you know, that life is a bit too complicated to, for me to be involved in cross-cultural ministry. And as I said, we, we don't have time to you know dive deeper into this, but I wanted to say that if this is the season of life you're in, God can use even you, and we'll be praying that he encourages you and shows you how you can engage him in this. And I'm so grateful that the Lord can use anyone in any season of life, and we'll, we'll be praying for the rest of you as well, and for as you continue to work through the things we've been talking about. We certainly will. And remember, most of all, when we're confronted with versions of the even me question, remember that it's not us, but Christ in us. If you'd like to ask a question or suggest a topic, you can always write to us. We're found at podcast.onelink at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. See you next time.